the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Pretty dramatic day yesterday. It was bad, it was very bad, and then it was good. That's kind of random and not exactly how you want Wall Street to work. Um, I literally penned something that said, this looks bad. And then I pinned something that, like, I'm turning off the computer. And then my TV station said, hey, can you come on the 5 o'clock news and tell us what happened? And I'm like, okay, sure. And I looked, and I was like, whoa, it turned good. Very odd day. Apple powered back from a 3.5% decline to a 3% gain. For the world's biggest company, that's weird. It's too much of a move. It's too dramatic. Uh, put the emphasis on drama. Um the SP 500 down 1.2% on Monday. Marked a 10% decline from its 10% uh, 10% decline from its high on September 2. So we hit a high on September 2. Then you take a look at the calendar and you can see 20 days later it's down 10% from that all-time high. Huh. So that's the definition of a correction. It's not the definition of a bear market. A bear market would be another 10%. And what probably happened, and I don't like talking about this because it really makes my industry look kind of, I almost want to say sick, was that a computer went off and said, oh, S&P 500 is down 10%. Let's buy. As if the analyst who programmed the algorithm punched in 10% exactly because that's what happened. So, and then Apple took over and took us back up. Algorithms are useful, but I don't think they're the end-all, be-all of investments. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I try not to push you to online trading. Amazon.com is helping to drive the early separation today. It's up 1.8% after being upgraded to outperform from market perform at Bernstein. $3,400 price target put on the stock. Look, Amazon's been weak lately. This is about as good as weak as you're going to get as good of a pullback as it typically has. Tesla's got Tesla battery day today, trading a little bit lower as Elon Musk came out and said, yeah, you probably don't need to get too excited. I've heard some crazy stuff. We'll talk about that today. In fact, one of the things that's being passed around is that perhaps Elon Musk will give away the IP, the intellectual property that drives the, um, the battery technology. Remember, he did that with a Hyperloop. He came up with this concept of, let's dig a tunnel. And let's put people in tubes, and like the vacuum tubes that you see in the old buildings in New York when uh, mail, mail delivery rooms some offices. I always wondered like where, where that thing was going. You would put it in, and you're like, bye, I think. Um, but that Hyperloop technology, it, it should have been put in place. At one point in time, they were talking about putting it in place outside of the Dodger Stadium to help with the parking, to like shuttle people away from the game at rapid speed. 
I don't think that got completed, but I think it is a project. Um, with that said, I think the perfect place for that Hyperloop technology would be Vegas, don't you? <laughs> you get off the airport, you get in that little thing, and boop, you take a cool little ride to your uh, airport, your hotel. Or another way of putting that, if I may, is um, how about L.A. to Vegas? I, I, I'd do that, kind of, sort of. You get the idea. Um, so let's keep pushing forward. So Tesla Battery Day, Amazon.com driving the markets. That's all nice. It's all nice. Um, Fed Chair Powell and Treasury Secretary Mnuchin are expected to press the case for more fiscal stimulus in their CARES Act testimony today before the House Financial Services Committee. Uh, one of the top stories that I'm working on, I'm working on three today. A double-dip recession likely if no new stimulus. I want to get it out there that this is going to be a big issue. And you should watch for it. Number two, big story, is that groceries are the fastest-growing segment in e-commerce right now. Um, I've basically shifted to grocery delivery. We'll talk about this. And at one point in time, I was like, well, I know the person who's going to be picking out my avocado doesn't know how to pick out the avocados that I want, that my mother taught me to pick out. So online ordering was kind of stuffy, and it didn't really work at first. But it just takes a pandemic for everyone to get used to it. A 1% shift in online from going to the grocery store to going online creates a $9 billion business. So the U.S. grocery business is $900 billion. Amazon is in the right place. Walmart is in the right place. Target is in the right place. Companies like Kroger could benefit, but Instacart, and um, some of the other companies in the business look for them to go public um, as it is a flip cart. Um, online groceries can be a big story. And my third and final story today is Coke is rising on the idea of hard seltzer. Now, again, that's sounds almost kind of funny. It sounds like almost like I'm, you know, you talking about the claw. I'm kind of talking about the claw. So, thank you. Um, hard seltzer seems to be the official drink of summer of 2019. That's when I first ran into it. I was like, "What's that?" And someone put a claw in my hand and said, "Try it." Uh, there's two big companies that are really benefiting from it right now. Claw. Uh, not publicly traded, privately held, and Boston Beer, who has a program called Truly. Uh, did I say program? I meant to say product. But hard seltzer was the official drink of the summer of 2019. Coca-Cola has had a difficult year. Uh, one of the things that they're talking about doing is opening up a new category and going after hard seltzer. So um, this isn't totally new. That Coke goes into areas like energy drinks and alcohol. It had a wine business in the 1980s that I've completely forgotten about, and it sold beverages with alcohol content in Japan. Company said earlier this summer that they were going to introduce a Topo Chico hard seltzer in Latin America, but now because they need something, and because it's such a successful product, they're coming out with something in the U.S. Um, this time next year is expected. And again, it shows you that old dogs can learn new tricks, sort of, maybe, kind of. I wouldn't put a lot of weight into this and go out and buy the stock, but 
I, I think it's interesting enough. So those are the top stories of the day. The not quite web van time period of online groceries for real 20 years later. The U.S. is looking at a recession if we don't do something soon as far as stimulus goes. And I could believe that. Um, you take a look around and you see that not all businesses are back. The U.S. economy is at a crossroads. Lawmakers remain deadlocked over measure to provide another round of $1,200 checks. Um, most saw the money they received from the Congress $2.2 trillion CARES Act run dry over the summer. So I feel this is a bad time for Congress to be playing games with the president. Um, if you get what I'm putting down, because it's 90 days till Christmas or something like that. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Millennials have had a tough run of it, I'll be honest with you. Uh, they got the big, uh, uh, the Great Recession, 2008, 2010. Then 10 years later, they're getting the pandemic. Uh, every time that the economy starts to work for them, it becomes unglued for them. And had you just come out of college in 2010, you're like, what the heck is going on? Right? Good. The second. Um. I feel for them the most because they should be practicing life more so than living at home. With that said, there is no shame in living at home uh, from a financial perspective. No shame at all. With that said, <laughs> the economist with one hand, on one hand, the economy looks great. On the other hand, or haven't got all the jobs back. Um, you do kind of want to see the millennials practice in adulting uh, because at a time when they should be getting their first job, their first suit, their first expensive car, some of them will lose in repossessions, their first apartment, the first bad roommates, their first girlfriend, the first uh, girlfriend they live with. That's life, and that's good practice. Um, a lot of people have me talk to their adult children when they're between the age of 18 and 25, and one of the things I say is, when you get a chance to get out, do. But while you're living at home, save as much freaking money as you can, because that's heaven. That's golden. Uh, if you live rent-free or cheap rent. Um, anyway, I don't want to go too much into that. But mom, dad, don't throw out the kids' Legos. And I do feel bad for the millennials. Uh, Tesla's battery day is Elon's must chance to fend off competition from GM's new uh, Ultium design. Ultium design. Uh, it really, the automaker is going to look back in history and go, why didn't we ramp this up sooner? CEO Elon Musk and his team could have some surprises in store today, but the new car factories operating plant are under construction on three continents. The critical issue is battery supply. GM has been promoting its own competing technology since the beginning of 2020. Um, we need batteries that have better range, better performance. Cost on par with gas engines is what kept electric vehicles from being competitive for a century. Um, it could still hold them back at this point in time. I looked at doing a business lease on a new Tesla um, SUV, and I saw the maximum distance was just a little too short of the maximum distance that I would take it, so I would have to stop and charge. 
So if my maximum distance is 300 miles to the mountain and it goes 290, I'm like, ah. But then again, you don't really want to take it to the mountains because Tesla's don't do terribly well in snow. But that's off topic. Um, It was a business lease kind of situation. I ultimately said no because it wasn't even 6,000 pounds. Batteries and battery management technology are the most important aspect of electric vehicles. The lack of batteries that could deliver performance range and cost is the issue. Tesla's partnered with Panasonic to mass-produce battery cells at the Nevada Gigafactory, which is pretty fascinating. If you go into Nevada and Reno, real estate agents, it's like they must have seats on the city council. Because like, I just want you to know, Tesla's going to expand the factory if you want to go buy by their uh, factory. And I'm like, that's okay. Thanks for telling me, though. I just got to go to the bathroom now. Roger that. So Tesla's partnered with Panasonic in Reno, and it's booming. A lot of companies have moved to Reno in large part because of its proximity to San Francisco and the cheaper cost. Amazon has a huge hub there. Where there are jobs, there are homes. Where there are homes, there are schools. Where there are schools, there's mothers who want to buy homes in that neighborhood. My baby needs a good education. Not that COVID stuff. Wow, a friend of mine yesterday pulled their kid out of distance learning and is doing homeschooling now. That's a commitment. And I was like, what's the curriculum? And she goes, we get to make it up. I'm like, so you really get to make it up? <laughs> I was like, I don't even I don't even understand that concept. But anyway, Tesla's battery day is gonna be a big issue today. General Motors uh, filling in a little bit more on Ultium battery technology. Had an event this spring. They said they plan to launch 22 electric vehicles by 2023. And it's got to deal with the suddenly embattled Nikola. Not Ricola. Nikola. Um, and they have a battery tech partner, too. And they're going to produce batteries in a factory in Ohio that they put together $2.3 billion to invest in. But Tesla's cylindrical cells, ultimate is a pouch design, and that's where I get bored. I, I want to stuff only what I need to stuff in my brain, and that's where I lose it. But yes, I will look at the notes today from Tesla, and I will have more information for you on that tomorrow, because you deserve that. It's part of my job here. Keep you infotained. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And the Elon Musk Battery Day, um, you could find details on how to watch it online if that's the thing you want to do. Uh, Me, eh, I'll contact the company and get the notes. Uh, Nancy Pelosi slamming Facebook over Quanon. I don't even know how to say that. Q Anonymous, post and misinformation. Uh, Lots of talk right now about misinformation. Lots of talk about it. Trump campaign blew through $1 billion on 2020 election and is now in financial trouble. Eh, that's interesting, but isn't it sad that we're talking about every year elections get more and more record funding? Wow. It's really a true, it's truly a business if you think about it that way. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, it's getting to be time for Congress to get updates on the economy. 
So we're going to hear about that information coming out. I see Google's up, Amazon's up, Apple's leading the way. Positive starts for stocks today. Follow through buying after yesterday. Um, that's important. Um, on a day to day, it's good. But we're going to look at this on a, you know, how did the month of September go? How did, the, and so far, not well. And October has been known as the month of surprises. Just throwing that out there to you. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Uh, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, beyond me, interesting stock. It's on terror again. Um, I bring that up for no other reason than there's, there's some, we're getting back to some of the 2019 momentum stocks. Nike is going to report earnings today after the bell. I like to look at Nike. Um, I have some shoes. I'm a loyal consumer to Nike, and I used to have to go to Sports Authority or some sort of sports store. But what I've been doing recently is going straight to Nike. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I get that you're trying to figure out cryptocurrency, or I get that you're trying to figure out Bitcoin, trying to come up with the next big thing, the next electric vehicle, the next IPO. It's a bit of a sickness, and it's a lot of work. But maybe you're coming from an area where you feel you have to play catch-up because maybe in your 20s and 30s you did things wrong. You're not my ideal listener. I'm not turning any listener away, but I'm not speculative. I'm, I want to work with, start with Acorns. Now, that's a stupid little app that I got a little over a year ago. I want to say about 15 months now. I'm going to pull up on my phone right now as we talk. Acorns is the easiest, stupidest, dumbest, most convenient way to start saving money. I don't think it's ideal. When I signed up for it, I went through the user experience. And I'm like, I wonder what my taxes are going to look like. And... I haven't filed. Ta- I haven't got a tax thing from them yet, so it's been under a year. Um, hold on, I got to punch in my code. Okay, so I don't know what their paperwork looks like. To be quite honest with you, I used to in this industry, people would say, "Well, what broker should I use?" Because at one point in time, that was a big decision. Uh, Charles Schwab was the broker of the people. Then E-Trade came along and kind of, well, it's electronic trading, and we don't even need the Charles Schwab model. We can go electronic, right? And then buyandhold.com started coming out, and the whole process became, uh, I'd say democracy came to it. Capitalism came to it, where it wasn't the old legacy boys, Solomon Smith Barney, when people talk. No, when... We talk, people listen. Merrill Lynch, you know the bull in the China top, uh, shop thing? Um, that's gone. And it was replaced with a newer, better system. And hey, people used to ask me about my favorite broker. Now people are asking me about apps to save money. And I've got $10,619. That doesn't feel good. It feels like it was that a month ago. Well, it's been a bad month, right? But what Acorns does, what's beautiful and simple, is it rounds up your investments. So today, if you get a coffee bagel, and it's $5.25, that sounds light, huh? If it's $8.25, it'll round up your purchase to 9 and it'll invest $0.75 cents for you. 
So in the last year, all I've done is having roundups on my credit card. That's it. My debit card would work too. Keep in mind, Rob Black doesn't like debit cards. Um, there's no protections on them. So your bank account can get cleaned out because you gave your debit card to a waiter. That's terrible. I don't like that. Credit cards have limits and legal protections for you. I like that. So back to Acorns. When I look at the performance, it's been pretty good. So I, I should just kind of be quiet, but the rounding up feature is so easy. Uh, I've got made $114 in dividends, which means my little 75 cent roundups have created dividends on top of growth in the portfolio. And I'm, I'm stoked by this. It's the easiest $10,000 I've ever saved in my life. Does that make sense? Are you good with that? Um, yeah, the performance, except for March, has been steadily, almost consistently, nothing but up. So that's an easy thing to do to create wealth. Is $10,000 going to change my life? No. But in seven years, it should be twenty. In 14 years, it should be $40,000. No, 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 no. I, I messed that one up. In seven years, it should be two thousand. No, it's ten thousand. That's right. So in seven years, it should be twenty thousand, and then seven more years, it should be forty thousand. So fourteen years, it's forty thousand dollars. Another seven years, twenty-one years, and let's call that my life expectancy. It'll be eighty thousand dollars if I do nothing other than keep it in the market and do nothing more. That's not bad for one year of having my credit card purchases rounded up. Now again, I spend more than the average person. So I'm contributing more of my own money to it. I get it. Um, but it's also a silent but deadly kind of thing. And one of the things I wanted to do is, you know, when my kids get to college or when they get married, I'm going to say, here, $80,000. Dad, you didn't have to do that. That's a lot of money. No, no, no. It was just literally little roundups. Um, I don't know. Can you do acorns? Do you feel good about it? Do you hate it? Do you love it? I'm not a Robin Hood guy. Um, I've downloaded that because I know you have. And to me, it's just too easy to sit at lunch and say, I'm going to go buy $30 of Apple and see if by the end of lunch it's $34. And I'll tip $4. It's too much of a gamification. And I like it. I want something that looks slightly less like, oh, here's a top winner of the day. Rob Black. I don't want to be patted on the back for the uh, investing. So here's one that's everyone is making more difficult than it should be. It's called uh, NVIDIA. I think it's a great long-term name, but I'm not getting caught up in the... They've got a new GeForce set of video cards that just came out that are awesome. The 3080, the 3090, the 3070, the 3090, the hog. It eats computations. Um... It also is really good for mining Bitcoin. It's great for servers. It's great for video games. Uh, their technology is not being used in the new consoles. Um, but it should keep the PCs ahead of the consoles for the foreseeable future. Um, new chips have superior performance, of course. They have technical changes, have driven up transaction fees. Um, one of the files needed to mine Ethereum, which is a digital currency, will likely grow too large for many of the chips currently using currency mining um, for the old chips. 
So the NVIDIA's GTX 3080 cards have 10 gigabytes of memory, which has prompted some of them to purchase NVIDIA's cards instead of buying cards made by other mining companies or video graphics companies. Um, it would take a minor 233 days to achieve profitability with an unmodified RTX 3080 card. It's it's truly devastating to me of how dramatic people get into Bitcoin. I find it kind of sad. Um, but again, it's like the people who play the lottery. I love you people. You are the financially dumbest people on the planet. You have a one in seven million chance or one in 700 million chance. It's, it's ridiculous some of the ways that you play scratchers and the ways that you play pick six. Oh, but someone's got to win. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't have to be you. Um, it's sad. Now, I like it because it helps raise money for the state. And that's about it. But it's a voluntary, uh, what people in the financial arenas call it, a stupid person tax. I get if it's entertainment. I can forgive you if it's entertainment. I used to have a friend named Art. And Art said, I'd be like, dude, why are you buying a lottery ticket? He's like, you know, I've got a crappy job. I've got a crappy wife, crappy life. My kids are crappy. Nothing's good in my life. I hate everything. And for that one day, I get a dream about winning $500 million and what I would do with that money. I'm like, okay, that's worth $2. I get it. Skip the coffee. Save money on coffee today if you're going to be buying lottery tickets, but I get it. $2 for a dream. I get it. Um, but I feel that people have gone a little bit too aggressive in their their wants and desires for Bitcoin. Bitcoin has no storage of value. Um, it's only worth something in in the fantasy world. There's not a real coin out there sitting next to it. Uh, gold has gold reserves, in theory. So there's a storage of value. Um, I find it very aggravating how much I see people make their lives financially complicated. So Nike's going to come out with earnings day after the bell. The consensus amongst analysts is for the swoosh brand to have a strong quarter despite some lingering headwinds of the pandemic. We're still going to see the coronavirus impact this quarter. Um, but again, as people have stayed at home, we're going around walking more. We're exercising at home more. Uh, Nike is dominating e-commerce. They've got great fitness apps. Their products are selling out. They came out with a Colin Kaepernick two-year anniversary jersey or something like that that sold out in seconds. When you measure a sellout in seconds, it's pretty staggering. I own shares of Nike. It is a stock that has been around since I was a child. It is a stock that will be around when my children have children. It is a stock that you know the product well and intimately. And I'm pretty sure that LeBron James got a record contract. I'm pretty sure Zion Williamson got a record contract. They've got money to throw around to continue to promote their brand. Um, they've got new types of technology. They've got a new Nike SB Dunk Low Grateful Dead, which honors the iconic band. It sells for about $1,200, which would make Jerry Garcia roll in his grave, right? Man, that's a lot for my shoes. Um, they've got product that works with men. They've got product that works with women. They've got, they're now doing uh, product for pregnant women. They're doing product for, uh, people of size. 
Is that not fat shaming or is it fat shaming? I don't know. Uh, when he calls a man short and he says he's vertically challenged, it's pretty funny. But that's because I'm not vertically challenged. And therefore, it's not that funny. But I'm going to pay attention to Nike today. And uh, again, I talk about it on air because it's iconic and you know it. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. A large portion of my workday is dedicated to talking on air. Um, it's to sit in an air chair like this. is It's quite cathartic. It's quite relaxing. It's good for the mind. And I, I hope I'm sharing some good information with you to hopefully get you a little bit further along in success for retirement. I don't want you to be a trillionaire. I don't want you to be a billionaire. I don't want you to be a millionaire. But I do want you to be a millionaire. I want you to have somewhere between one and four million before you retire. And that would take care of you and your spouse, I think, pretty handily. Now, if you want more than that, you're talking maybe a boat or a second house. If you're talking, you know, six kids, maybe you're talking more than that. Like, I can't spell it out for you, but I can do the best that I can. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Today is Tesla's battery day. Today is also Nike's earnings. I'm going to pay attention to both. Um... Medicare costs are always going to be in the the news and the headlines. One of the reasons we want to do a stimulus package is because it creates jobs, and jobs create taxes, and taxes help pay for Medicare costs. And now you're saying, well, just put the $2 trillion into Medicare. No one ever says that idea, do they? Um. But it's out there as far as a concept goes, that the system kind of helps the system. I would love to see an infrastructure plan. Um, You keep hearing about how the United States has deteriorating bridges and deteriorating airports. Now, I don't actually get out and engineer this stuff or look at it, so I can't really be honest with you and tell you, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But I like infrastructure packages, and it seems to be the best way to get a return on investment. Uh, don't get me started about government waste in these kind of projects, but if we're going to spend stupid big money, I think infrastructure is a great place to put it. But then again, I believe in college education, too. I don't think college education should be free, but I think there should be more roads for college education versus just the university system that we have. Uh, and there should be more roads for job training than what's totally available. Uh, I won't get into that. I'll get into that different episode. I think I've told you that I've got a cousin um, who's going to turn out to be a university student after his parents thought he was going to be a university student from 0 to 17. And things started looking gloomy and doomy and bad. And someone took him under his wing as an electrician. And uh, now he's on a path to making 100000 plus a year and being part of a, a pretty solid union. And things were looking pretty gloomy and doomy and bad without the college education thing line up. So anyway, um, stocks that millennials like. I always find this kind of interesting when you see a list like this. It probably shows you stocks that are overbought and crowded. Earlier this summer, myself and Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com talked about how some of these stocks are just crowded. 
And when people leave, they leave fast. When the professionals bail, the amateurs go, I don't want to lose money. I'm out now. So some of the names that come to mind that are inside of millennials' portfolios, they're pretty obvious. Let me give you a couple. Um, Tesla. It's owned by, it's the third most owned or the third most popular stock by millennials in their portfolios. Apple and Amazon came in first and second. Microsoft, Facebook, Disney, Netflix, and AMD take fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, and ninth place. It's a who's who of every freaking company that we talk about on the air that's become massive story stocks in the last few years. Um, again, I don't mind this as a story. Um, they're all S&P 500 companies. I think they're all overvalued. Guess what? Psst. We've known Disney mistreats labor for 80 years. They've pulled that chick Cinderella out of the closet, at least in film, on TV, on CD, on CD-ROM, on DVD, on Blu-ray, on Laserdisc, on digital, and much, much more. They've even reshot the movie with a real human being, and they put the digital Cinderella back in the dungeon. We all know about Disney. It's not going to surprise anyone at this point in time. Same thing with Netflix. Um, Netflix and chill became a cultural uh, meme or something along those lines, which basically implies spend some time with your loved one on the couch and, you know... Uh, Facebook, I think we all know about Facebook. It's a problem. It's addictive. Um, I hate it on so many levels. Uh, I will do an occasional post, but aren't I part of the problem? And that's why everyone owns the stock. It's almost addictive, social media. If it's not addictive, it, it's it's darn close, right? Amazon and Apple, what, do we, what more do we need to say? Iconic companies. So... When you see a list like that, you're, you're not exactly getting fresh data. You're not exactly getting a fresh idea, but that's okay. These are all culturally built into our lives at this point in time, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, one of the most famous investors of all time, Peter Lynch, famously said, go to the mall where you see crowds, maybe invest in that. And he did that with a restaurant called Chili's. His kids loved going to Chili's and getting fajitas. And uh, mom and dad liked the big beer and the, the cold margarita. Uh, Chili's was a great investment in the 80s. He did it with Gap. His kids wanted to go to the mall to go to Gap. Um, and, like, he almost it's almost too easy, right? I think that's the theme of this hour. Make things easier on yourself. Again, you got to consult a broker advisor to take any action ever.